This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 29 uh, January, in the year of our Lord, 2024. We are live at the Planet Hollywood on the Las Vegas Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're here at the Restoring National Confidence, Confidence, Turning Point USA's big conference on how we actually close on the deal of Trump's massive victory in 2024. The RNC, it's a, it's a, to kind of set the uh, framework for the RNC meetings on take place, the official one, the next couple of days, quite honored to have the uh, most important political reporter, the national political editor for Breitbart News, the Matt Boyle, join me. Matt Boyle, brother. Steve, great to be here. <laughs> great to be here. Uh, Matt, Breitbart's reporting today I want to, about Langford. Senator Langford is out whining all day. Uh, he got censured and want to thank, uh, I think it's a State Senator Deaver. We're going to try to get him, Dusty Deaver, going to try to have him on the show tomorrow. Uh, he censured the Oklahoma GOP, censured. Uh, Senator Langford yesterday, you were not happy about it. A lot of people saying it was not official, they weren't there. But what is Breitbart reporting today about what Langford's saying about his bill? Yeah, so Langford came out and blamed, quote-unquote, internet rumors for uh, opposition to his bill Does Breitbart increasing. resemble that? I, I think, I, I, honestly, I'm kind of honored that it's kind of an attack on Breitbart from Senator Langford. He's admitting that Breitbart uh, and, and other outlets are are. Uh, causing this opposition. Yeah, we're driving the narrative and we're exposing the lies from these people. Look, here's the thing. If they actually believe that their bill is so great, why is the text still secret, right? Like they have not released the text for the public to read it. Old game. Right. It's the same game they played with the Gang of Eight bill back in 2013, which was, uh, but like, look, I I think. There's no amnesty in this bill. It's 100% amnesty. Uh, Any legal status bestowed upon people who otherwise wouldn't get it by the government is by definition amnesty. Eight eight million work permits. Let's go. We have as our first guest, Matt Bull and I are hosting Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman Biggs, you've been the tip of the spear on this. Talk to me about, is Matt Bull right? Is what they should do is stop is stop going on TV and talk about it? Is what they should do release the text of the bill? Yeah, look, if you want to stop rumors in this town, you put, you put the document out and let people look at it. The other way to stop a rumor is put something up on the Board of Truth and let them vote on it. And what, what these guys want to do is they want to uh, dance around in back rooms, and then when float something, see if it'll fly. And when it's starting to land and crash land with a thud, it's like, oh, it's your fault. It's your fault for telling the people what's going to be in this mess. And uh, yeah, come on, let's 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 release it. Pony it up. Give us the docs. We'll go through it. If we're if if we've been in error, we'll we'll say, gee, sorry. But my guess is we're pretty well spot on. All the reporting, all the reporting, and all the leaking that's coming out of there indicates this is going to be the one of the biggest stinkers you've seen regarding border security in many a fine year. 
Okay, they're blaming President Trump. They're blaming Speaker Johnson. They're blaming you. They're saying the House, the recalcitrant House, the ultra-MAGA faction at Breitbart and War Room and the War Room Posse, all of that. They're saying just for politics, we want an open border. Is any of that true? No, I, well, first of all, if they're blaming us for the failure of a really stinky bill and they're laying, uh, giving us credit for it, then I take a bow and I say thank you. Because uh, the reality is, um, I know what's going on on the border. I think it's intriguing to me that you've you got an, uh, the people who are leading on this don't get down to the border. Uh, I never see them down on the border when I'm down, and I'm down often. And I, and I, you could talk to border line agents who see me, and they'll tell you that I'm the only guy that's coming down to say to Lukeville. I'm the only guy that's been in, uh, you know, to San Miguel Gate uh, recently, and you know all these things. Go ahead and blame us. I'll take the blame. But what I think's happened, Stephen Matt, is part of this is they want to get something passed, something pretty bad that's going to basically codify amnesty. It's going to codify five thousand plus. It's going to be an open border bill, and then they're going to put want to put it in law. So when President Trump comes in as our as our great new forty seventh president, um, he's going to be hamstrung again, having to deal with bad policy from bad, uh, you know, poor vision uh, policymakers. So, Congressman, I, we've heard from Speaker Johnson. He wrote a letter to all of the members of the House uh, just the other day where he said that this bill would be dead on arrival in the House if the Senate were to even pass it. Are you confident that Speaker Johnson's going to hold the line? And uh, what can people out there in the base that are concerned about this do to make sure that that happens? First of all, I did talk to the speaker um, over the weekend, and this is one of the topics we covered. I do believe that this is dead on arrival. Uh, he wants to make this a, a really a focal point. He wants a good uh, piece of legislation out. And I keep telling him the only good piece of legislation is one that actually encourages enforcement. So you have to shut down por portions of the spending of federal government in order to, to uh, basically entice this administration to enforce the border. But the second thing, what members of the public can do, the posse, Breitbart readers, uh, other people that, that feel like we do understand the issue, they need to uh, let their voices be heard. I'm a big believer that, that you need to politely call, politely write text messages, politely write email, and express very strong, yet polite and respectful opinion that this bill needs to die and we need to do something about no federal funding, no full federal funding until you actually secure the border and deliver on that. Hold on, hang on, Congressman Biggs. I just, I just had a thought when you were talking about your conversation with Speaker Johnson. That sounds like when a CR comes up, maybe you say, "No more money. We're going to defund. We're going to defund the government until you close the border. Close the border, or, or close the government." Did, did that strike Speaker Johnson as a revelation? Hey, look, you know, uh, I have given him my my legislation, Steve, that does that. And um, <laughs> and and he has not moved it, by the way. Um, so uh, what I tell him all the time is I say, you know, you can either we're going to we might lose on these issues. Right. Because of just the numbers. But which would you rather lose? Would you rather surrender and lose or would you rather lose fighting and showing the American public that there is a distinction between the Republicans and the Democrats? There's an uh, there's a distinction between those who love the country and those who don't. You and let's let's go ahead and and, and go down swinging 
I'm willing to I'm willing to lose a few battles because I think if we do, ultimately we win the war. But if you're not even willing to fight, uh, then you're just surrendering, and there there's no hope for the country. Um, I expressed that to him more than once. So, Congressman, another thing I've been really heartened to watch, uh, you know, several of the great conservatives in the House and in the Senate. Uh, we've seen the press conferences of Senator Mike Lee uh, and uh, uh, I think several of the other senators over there have been leading exposing this. Uh, it seems like that fight is working. Um, do you think that the base out there getting involved in calling because I'm hearing it from people that. Uh, folks are calling their members, they're expressing opposition to it, and they're getting their information, for again, from places like War Room and Breitbart. Uh, is that having an impact on this and on this discussion? In in other words, we've seen the losses with the funding bills, but, you know, yeah, we want to we lost a couple battles, but it seems like the war yeah. is is turning in the right direction here with this fight. Yeah, and I think the the way you know that it's happening having an effect is because uh, the bill sponsor in the Senate are, are complaining about what they're hearing. They're, they're, they're being lit up by their constituents. They're being lit up across the country. And so, and they don't like that. Uh, and so uh, I would say that it's, it's had a tremendous impact. And, and that's why we just need to keep it up. And by the way, on that, on that group of senators, you have a group of, of uh, members of the House and uh, we get together every week with some of our colleagues in the Senate to discuss issues, House and, and Senate, and talk about how we might win some of these issues. And so, uh, you know, it's that's a good thing. And and knowing that the American public has our back is also emboldening to some of my colleagues as well. 202-225-3121 is the number if you want to call right now. Uh, actually, they're out today. Maybe tomorrow's a better time to call and let them have the old what for. Congressman, here's what I don't get. They got this bill, and at the bill, you got two things. Number one, the federal government is trying to cut the razor wire to allow the illegal alien invaders through Texas into the rest of the country, and they're at a standoff right now with not just the governor of Texas, but all kind of National Guard guys that are coming down there from other states. In addition, and correct me if I'm wrong, MTG was on here this morning. I think you were the first guy to bring it up. The guy in the bill that has to execute anything at his discretion is the director of Homeland Security. Correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't you guys moving a bill of impeachment on him tomorrow at the uh, at Homeland Security Committee? Yeah, so I, I want to make two quick points on that. First of all, the, the line agents, if you go down there and work with the line agents like I do, they want to enforce the law. It's their management, which is under the direction of the guy that they're going to give that authority to, DHS secretary, in this case, Mayorkas, to make those decisions to cut the fence when they when he thinks it's necessarily necessary for humane purposes. So that's another problem with the bill. So you 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 got the line agents want to want to do this great, but their management sucks, and and they're they're the ones that are actually directing these problems. So the second thing is yes, Homeland Security is marking up the resolution tomorrow to impeach, justifiably so, Department of Homeland Security Secretary. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. And once that happens, it's just a matter of time before the speaker will bring that uh, impeachment resolution to the full floor of the House for consideration. Last thing before we let you go, Speaker Johnson sent yesterday, Matt, is it correct? I think he tweeted out 
that Joe Biden has every tool he needs right now. We don't need, don't even need H.R. 2 if you don't have to. We don't need anything in this new bill. He has every tool at his disposal right now to secure the border. Do you agree with Speaker Johnson? 100 percent, 100 percent. Look, Title Eight is still in, in force, and he could he could use Title Eight. He could use, uh, repeal his own executive orders, which rescinded the Trump era executive orders. He has got authority right now. In fact, in fact, he is disregarding the authority that he has to hold people in custody until their, their immigration status is changed. He could uh, enforce uh, everything with regard to Mexico to entice them the way Pre President Trump did to actually reinvigorate Remain in Mexico policy. He could do it. He has chosen not to do it. And he wants to blame anybody and everybody. And yet everybody who's been involved in this uh, for, for as long as I have, literally for decades, you, you know who's to blame here. And it's none other than Alejandro Mayorkas and, and Joe Biden. And let me just make one more point to that. You can go back to uh, multiple different administrations, Democrat and Republican. All of them at least wanted to have a border that was under control. This is the first administration where you've seen them actually engage in policies that will undercut it and then disregard the policies and laws and statutes which otherwise would give us a secure border. That's what you have in Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, Congressman, where do people go on social media to follow you, uh, your website, all of it? Because this next couple of weeks is going to be a complete throwdown. Yeah, so uh, social media, if you go at Rep Andy Biggs AZ, at Rep Andy Biggs AZ, for my official site, you would go to um, biggs.house.gov, biggs.house.gov. Congressman Biggs, thanks. Looking forward to having you on later in the week or next week. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Before we go, we've got a few seconds for a commercial break. At Breitbart, we've been covering this issue since 12, 13, with a whole team down on the border. you got Bender now. You've been all over this. In fact, when you saw Trump, you directly related it to not just bringing the manufacturing jobs back, but the immigration issue back in 13, 12, Yeah, 13. immigration's the, the, the single biggest driver. And by the way, we're seeing it in the exit polls now in Iowa and New Hampshire, the number one issue uh, across the board. It was tied with the economy, and Iowa was the number one by far in New Hampshire. And so I think it's going to have a massive impact on this next election. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Make sure uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon. The end of the dollar empire. One of the top bank analysts, uh, Bove, retired on Friday. He said, hey, the days of the dollar being the prime reserve currency are numbered. Short commercial break. Back with, back with Matt Bowen in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part? 
you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. 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 Not a powerful ally in the attack on Kelly. The right-wing website Breitbart and its leader, Steve Bannon. Fox has chosen a side. It's so evident in that debate that they're there to kneecap Donald Trump, okay? They're there to take him out. And that's when we go, okay, we run 20 stories on Megyn Kelly. I get Tony Lee and Matt Boyle, my two hammers. They go right after Megyn Kelly. We're going to Linsky her, right? We're going to cut her out from the, call her out from the herd and just hit her nonstop. That's when all war broke out. That's when, it, that's when Breitbart, that's when you had to choose sides. In taking on Fox, Bannon and Trump were inciting the kind of conflict Breitbart readers thrived on. She is a low-life Everyone's We need to chop her off at the knees. Do not. If you look at the comments section, these things are getting 10 and 15,000, 20,000 comments. Megan's a type for a quickie in the men's. The whole Trump, all the Pepe's, all these Trump guys were pounding in here. Kelly needs to be put in her place fast and hard. By all it was of scary at times. And Breitbart kept lighting the fire over and over. And, you know, I had and have three young kids, really young kids, and the security threats were escalating. Uh, and we were doing everything in our power to convey to them that they needed to stop. It was a, it was one debate question, just one debate question. And he handled it fine, you know, he did. So get off of it. And they couldn't have cared less. Just one debate question, Matt Boyle. One of the hammers is here. Tell us about that incident, because that's a defining moment in the MAGA movement, defining moment with uh, President Trump. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they tried to take out Trump at that first debate in 2015. I, I was there. I was in the room in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and it was the first debate, and Megyn Kelly came in with that question, uh, and Trump came back with the hilarious the answer, great. only Rosie O'Donnell. But the, the, that was part of a broader effort by Fox News at the direction of Rupert Murdoch, uh, in using all of his weapons, including Megyn Kelly, uh, to try to take down Donald Trump because they couldn't let this outsider guy take over the Republican Party. The, the apparatus that they built, or the way they, they see it, is they built it and controlled it for decades. So um, uh, what strikes me from watching that again over and over again, I've seen that clip so many times, that is how she blames Breitbart and she blames the readers at Breitbart for what was happening, but it it's her fault. It's their fault that this, they were the ones coming after Trump. They were the ones coming after his voters. They're just responding, right? All we're doing is just reporting on what they were doing. Um, and yeah, we were the ones to take her to take her to task and to hold her accountable. And yeah, we did a lot of stories. On it, it wasn't, Kelly, we did, but, but yeah. hang on. And yeah. it wasn't just one debate question. It was an attitude to kneecap Trump at the very beginning before anything Correct. else started to try to kneecap him. Now, He's a one in a million that off the top of his head could have a great response. But they tried to take him out at the very first time the nation would see him as someone running for president of the United States. 
to cripple him right there in front of the nation. They tried to take him down, and we were the ones that stepped in to expose that and hold that accountable. And that's why the stories that we wrote, like, so, and I know they showed some of the headlines of them, but, like, you know, Tony and I had done, I, I think it was dozens of stories. We were talking about it during the break. I, I don't remember the exact amount of articles that we did. We did a lot of stories on Megyn Kelly at the time, and the, what we were doing was we were zoning in on that. And I think the, the definitive one, I remember staying up for, like, oh, I remember this. 30, Eight hours straight to write the story, and then finally finished it. It was like five thousand words long, and the the headline was Donald Trump has already won his, uh, uh, the asymmetric war with Fox News and Megyn Kelly, and that that got into how uh, the, the, the again Megyn Kelly and the Murdochs and et cetera Fox News were trying to kneecap Trump at the outset. The reason I think it's important that you're here at this conference, uh, I want to thank Turning Point and Charlie uh, Kirk for putting this on, this uh, Restoring National Confidence, RNC, kind of the, uh, the, the uh, set the precedent for this RNC meeting. This is the kickoff for 2024. You know it has to be done. You are the first and most prominent of the journalists that have covered Donald Trump, I think from 2013 was your mm -hmm. first story. Yep. I think it was at CPAC we saw him at 2013. Yep. Um, walk me through that. Walk me through the arc of the Trump story as as you've reported it. Yeah, look, this is somebody who cares deeply about his country but wasn't really involved in politics before he decided to uh, run for office in 2016. Uh, you know, he would come to a couple occasional uh, the, the conferences like CPAC in 2013, but I don't think he was thinking, like, I'm going to run for president in 2016. Uh, the, uh, he, you know, he did his television show. He had The Apprentice. He, you know, and would occasionally do interviews with different people and then would be asked about political issues and he would give his thoughts. But he's somebody who's kind of like drafted into this by the regular folks because they looked around at the rest of the politicians and you see all these governors and senators and congressmen and this one and that one, you know, the serious people, the Paul Ryans and the Jeb Bushes of the world. And these people couldn't deliver, right? Like they couldn't go out there. They couldn't win. They couldn't deliver uh, for the average working class person. So uh, the average people are looking to somebody as a as their voice. Who is their regular guy that – uh, who's the voice for the regular guy to have a seat at the table? And it was almost like kind of like a Hail Mary pass like a, and a mid, giant middle finger from the working class when they did elect Was it a Trump. totally different political vernacular? Because when we first got there, we covered Paul Ryan and covered these guys. We were there for the big fight. Folks got to know Matt and I and others at Breitbart and, of course, around the war room have been fighting this uh, amnesty immigration issue invasion for, for over a decade. I mean, 2013, the, the, at the last second in the middle of the night, Michelle Bachman and Steve King and others defeat yeah. the bill in the House. Dave Bratt with the with yeah. the it was a Julia Hahn and Matt Boyle and Laura Ingram that created Dave Bratt and had Eric Kinder's. We shot, but they took down the sitting House Majority Leader. First That's time a huge in deal in a primary. First time in the history of the Republic. First and only time in the history of the yeah. Republic. The, these people on Capitol Hill used to, and they still kind of do, though it's gotten a little better up there in the ten years or so that we've been doing this. But the the they they hate us. Like they, these were elitists who would I don't get know together if it's in the back better. room. It's gotten better with some of the hey, members. Hey, there's guys it's, like your friend Andy Biggs that's on oh, he's here, good, right? He's like, good. You know, and the, I'm talking to the McConnell the, crowd. Right, the, right, yeah, those guys still hate us and the just donors, as much. And the donor Yeah, class. but the, their crowd is getting smaller and our crowd is getting bigger. Do you bigger. think it's getting less powerful? Yes. Why do you say that? Because they, they're 
first off, they haven't been able to succeed in passing an amnesty bill through Congress and getting it to the president's desk in over a decade, right? Like it's been, the last time we had an amnesty was back in 1986, right? Like was back during the, when they tricked Ronald Reagan into signing it. But the, um, the point is that uh, the, the, it's the number one defining issue. But I do think that Trump, getting back to him, he, he came in and started talking about this stuff in a way that average people were thinking about it. And he was connecting with people on this and, you know, doing the different speeches out there. And he was kind of... Uh, uh, after, I mean, the pollsters didn't even include him in the polls in early 2015. And, uh, like, and then they all of a sudden, once they did, once they did, they, they, he was the leading candidate. It's they were shocked. I remember being with him in Trump Tower, and the first poll came out showing him leading. And uh, you know, he's he, he's asking me, he's like, "So, what do you think?" I was like, "Well, I think you can win this thing, Mr. Trump." Like at the time, Mr. Trump, now Mr. He President. Call, by the way, he calls but, he calls Bull the originalist, right? You were the original. I think you, he's called me the original and the first. The original and first. You're really the first prominent journalist to cover yeah. him seriously. Yeah. As, now, it's it, so much of it has been about the invasion of the southern border, including when he came yeah. down. Remember, how, how big a team did we have that day in June of uh, 15 when he came down the escalator? I think you got you had six guys at uh I think Trump it was Tower. a couple of us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was me and I think Alex Swoyer was a reporter for us. Alex Swoyer, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and she works at the Washington Times now. So. And and yeah. at that time, remember that night he blew up because he talked yeah. about the border and he talked about Mexico. Yeah. You know, the illegal. The speech it was coming. nine minute long speech, right? Like, and it was one of the most historic addresses that a future president has ever given in the history of the nation. Maybe the most historic because again, he zoned in on those issues and uh, and surpassed. I mean, how many people were running for president in 2016? So 17? Uh, 17. 17. And, by the way, and they each, were governors, and each, senators. No, no, each vertical, like, yeah. this had been a billion dollars yeah. from the Cokes and others. You had in each vertical the best guy. Right. Ted Cruz, the best limited government guy. Yeah. Rand Paul. Yeah. You had Mark, little Marco. You had Jeb Bush, the Bush dynasty. Yeah. You had a you had a great guy in each segment, and he defeated. Right, and that's the point is that he he beat all of these pros, these people who were supposed to be the ones to do it, and then he won. He defeated Hillary Clinton. He defeated Bush, both the Bush and the Clinton dynasties in one year, and and, and again. It feels like a lot of that stuff is happening again right now, and that's why this conference is so important, frankly, is that, uh, you know, so this morning's presentation from Tyler Boyer, and if people didn't watch it, they should, uh, he walks through how they've given, because uh, the folks that are here in this room, and I don't know if people could see it on the camera, but there's folks all throughout the room here. These are all uh, uh, county chairs. Act for, real uh, activists. Yeah, people the, the, these are county chairs from all the yeah. battlegrounds counties across America. They've given them the voter registration data of the people, Republican voters who didn't vote in 2016 Republican and 2020. Republican voters. Republican voters. They've identified them as a Republican and how voters. many would that be, sir? 4.5 million Stop. people Stop. across the battleground states. Stop. And in, in what, in, in 16 and in 20? In 16 and 20. Yeah, 4.5 million people. If 5% of them turn out, that's not just game over. It's lights out in 2024. Uh, we're going to go to break in a second. You did an eight or 10 part uh, interview. You did an interview for you and Alex uh, did yep. a, a three hour interview or something with President. It, it, it was about three hours. Three yeah. hours. Yeah. And you had 10 stories come out of that? More than that. I forget the exact Before number. Break, yeah, so, but what is, yeah. it, it, what's happening here is kind of top of mind with President Trump. Yeah. He yes. does not. He's very focused on not having the stolen again because he know he won in 2020. Right. Well, look, the the best way to do that is to do the ballot chasing, right? Like, so you hear people talk about it here. You you, you yes, you need a good defense, and defenses win championships. I've heard that quote a million times today. Being but you Patriots, also right. need a good you also need a good offense, right? Like, you also need a great offense, and ballot chasing is the offensive 
effort. And look, we see what the left is doing. We had a big story about this the other day on Breitbart that goes into detail about how just sophisticated and organized the left is with all their billionaires and all these Soros groups and all these 501c3s and 4s that they, they have. have. These cl- they have these yeah. clusters. They have the yeah. university, big university cities, and they have those yeah. in the urban areas. Right. And so the right doesn't have anything like it. But if the right is scrappy and fights with what they have, they can win. We've demonstrated this before. Twenty. Look, everybody's upset about 2020. 2020 wasn't the first time that Democrats employed certain tactics, right? Like the the, the idea that they 2020 they came along and it was the first time they ever did this. No, they did it in 2016. They did it in 2014. They did it in 2012. Yes. They'll continue to do it. Modern Day Holy War takes us out. We're going to come back. Matt and I are going to go to the border. Uh, Joseph Tremor, Real America's Voice, is down in Eagle Pass, Texas. When we return in the war room. Traditional corporate media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something, something big. People are realizing that they're being lied to left and right, even by institutions they thought they could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. You also know that time to prepare for what's coming is right now. Don't delay, no hesitancy, but right now. Get started by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There, you'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next. Sealed inside, ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Eat right. When things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply, with $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. We're live at the Planet Hollywood Turning Point USA, uh, the uh, renewing uh, national confidence. Tell me, how important is this conference to you? I, like, I've, the, the numbers that I've learned about from seeing Tyler Boyer's presentation this morning, he's the RNC committeeman from Arizona, and he's like the Turning Point activist guy um, who's working with Charlie to put this on, uh, are astounding to me. If this is even remotely true about 4.5 million voters across the battleground states, so we're talking about, uh, you know, the six that uh, uh, Democrats won in 2020, uh, but also, uh, you know, Florida, Ohio, et cetera, North Carolina, that Republicans won. Uh, but if, if this is even remotely true, if 5% of them turn out, it's it's going to be a blowout for the Republicans. Because, I mean, you're talking about small margins here, 11,000 16,000 in different places, right? Like, so, I mean, it's the, it's the Are whole you concerned with mail-in ballots and everything we got with the unchecked boxes? We had, I thought I did a pretty good job in 16. We got 63 million votes. Yeah. We got 74 million in 2020. That's a blowout number. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. you're still saying if we go on offense, I guess your theory of the case is like Charlie and some other guys, you got to outvote the fraud. Is that what you're saying? Because Arabella and these yeah, guys, the same them. guys. That's what back, Trump told us. The when same we guys to him about it. You swamp them, and that's how you beat them. Right? Is that like, what he so says? That's that what he says. Yeah. So he says because you don't swamp think we them. can stop the cheating. The, 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 
they've always done it and they're always going to, right? Like 2020 was nothing new. Yes, it was on another level because everybody was at home and then COVID was ongoing. You had the lockdowns and so on and so forth. Uh, so some of that will stick around. The but same I think, people in back of the border yeah. invasion, the same not-for-profits, the mm-hmm. same left-wing groups, the same progressives are the same guys in back of this, all the get-out-the-vote the ballot harvesting in the big, what they call the clusters, the university towns yeah. and the uh, in the cosmopolitan areas, right? The urban right. areas. Well, yeah, it's Zuckerberg. It's uh, uh, Zuckerberg, Soros, et cetera, right? Like those same billionaires. Because, again, all of it's all about power and control, the immigration stuff, the election stuff. Because they can't control Trump. They know they can't control Trump, right? Like, so, I mean, Trump might do stuff that people disagree with in the base, and it did happen a couple of times when he was president. Don't get me wrong. But the, at the end of the day, Trump's going to make a decision because he thinks it's the right thing to do. Uh, not for the country. For the country. Yeah. Th- not because somebody told him to do it, not because somebody has some kind of a level And you're of reporting, on as it. you follow Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and you lived there for years, have you ever seen a politician that puts the American citizens first more than Donald Trump no 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 way no no that's it it's that simple now (laughs) he's the only one and when he does a calculation of what he's going to do it's the country because if he didn't come back from Mar-a-Lago when when he left when they stole it none of this this week they're going to strip his business from they're going to find him 400 million dollars in cash strip his business 600 years in prison 31 states want him off the ballot none of that would have happened if he had not come back from Mar Lago and said, I need to save the country. This election was stolen. I got to go again. Right. And, and all of this is happening at the direction of this leftist network of groups out there. So that's one of the things. So a lefty group uh, that is connected to all of these indivisible and Soros groups that we exposed on Breitbart on Friday night. Uh, and people should read the story. It's another long one. It's 5,000 words. So, uh, you know, take your time and read it. And but it's digest well worth it. All. it. It's a fabulous but piece. one of the groups that was behind uh, uh, that that's part of all of that was behind the effort to get Tish James, Letitia James, the uh, the Attorney General of New York, they started this years ago, where they started years ago pressuring the Attorney General of New York to come after Donald Trump's businesses and shut down, take away his right to operate his businesses in the state of New York. Uh, and then in addition to that, they're also, all of these groups are behind the efforts to kick him off the ballot, and they're even behind uh, some of the criminal charges that Jack Smith has brought against him. One Soros-funded group wrote, wrote a letter in 2021, this group called Common Cause, wrote a letter to uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, in March 2021, urging the Justice Department to charge Trump with a series of crimes. Now, they didn't charge him with all of the things that are in this letter, but, it's but one of it. the charges yeah. that they brought, that Jack Smith brought two years, and uh, almost two and a half years later, uh, was one of the charges that Common Cause delineated in this letter two and a half years earlier. Uh, and Common Cause is part of the Democracy Alliance, which is funded by George Soros, and uh, and, and again, Indivisible has all these networks With of organizations. And all that. All, uh, yes, all we operating around the we see. Let's go to uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, Joseph Trimmer, uh, you see the same groups down there, too. Uh, get us up to date with what's happening, brother, down in Eagle Pass. Absolutely. Steve, thank you for having me on the show. I'm a big fan. Uh, shocking news for America. It's very important that everybody sees the documents and sees the videos for themselves. So what we have discovered, and as you know, there, are, there have been 10 million people that have crossed the border illegally during Joe Biden's administration. Hundreds of thousands of those people have been unaccompanied minors. And so we discovered and we went undercover at a facility in Brownsville, Texas, 
Uh, there's many, but we went to two of them. One found us and the other one uh, we were successful at. What we have in our reporting now is a description of how the Biden administration is using religious NGOs to facilitate unaccompanied minors coming through the border by the hundreds of thousands and, dis- and, and, and putting them in these facilities, similar to the illegal alien camp we have in San Antonio. Uh, there's many across the country, 150 in Texas, uh, almost 250 nationwide, but the bulk of the kids are held in Texas. Uh, through our reporting, we have figured out where these kids are going, uh, uh, Steve. Uh, currently, in the in the facilities, there's 11,000 kids, but many more have been processed through there. Uh, we, and you can find it on, on my Twitter, at Speech Studios, we found out where they are handing these kids to these sponsors. So the NGOs take these unaccompanied minors with no parents that have been sexually abused, almost a third of them, and, uh, and then they connect them with who knows who, calling them sponsors. Steve, our video shows that they're dropping off these kids in Walmart parking lots in Austin, Texas. Uh, check it out on my Twitter. I know this is shocking for America, uh, but you have to see this. And we've got the financials, records, the documents from the HHS and the Office of Refugee Resettlement that shows that every single kid is worth $270 per day. For, for the NGOs, Steve. That's the biggest story. Then I have a second story to break, but I don't know if you want to kind of take a pause and then move hey, on hey, to the next Joseph, thing. Joseph, hang on. Joseph, yeah, Joseph, just hang on for one second. I want to make sure that people know that what Biden did immediately, I think it got kicked in uh, early, uh, late the year before, was no DNA test. So we have no earthy idea, even when they come up with parents, who, if they're part of, if this is a family group, uh, if, you know, a separation. We have no earthy idea who's actually these kids are. And now you're reporting that they're all over Texas in, in these different camps, et cetera. So give your give your Twitter feed again, because I want to make sure everybody goes there. Yeah. So everybody can follow my reporting right now at Speech Studios. As soon as this report dropped, my main account was banned by Twitter. But you can find it there. If you scroll down a little bit, my pinned post, the first thing I pinned for you guys is this report related to the children at dro- being dropped off at the Walmart and the undercover work. Uh, actually, it's a second post. That's for the next story. A mile, two miles down the, from Shelby Park, the border is completely open, by the way. So if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. But this is the story that America needs to know. You can see in those two bottom videos, this is me. That's me in the video going undercover. I'm a dual citizen, Steve, so I speak perfect Spanish. I pretended to be a Mexican father, okay? A Mexican father looking for his son. I called him Brandon from Let's Go Brandon and uh, Brandon Magadan. And so I went to the camp and I have on video and camera, through our hidden cameras, all of these supervisors, including uh, the night shift, the day shift, what they're doing, what their role is, their title, how long they've been doing it, and a description of the entire process of what's going on. It is extremely disturbing. People have to see these videos. Uh, and then we also have the financial records to prove it. Yeah, ha- ha- yeah. hang on one second. Just hang on one second. We'll come right back to you. Uh, when we started covering the border in 12, 13, could you ever imagine it would be as out of control, and particularly as much focus has been on there? How did it get to the situation where you have reporting about now hundreds of thousands of kids, right, Look, spread all yeah. over Texas, and you got 8 million 
eight to ten million here just on Biden's watch, and yeah. they're actually talking about giving work permits. I mean, it's so New York City's collapsing, LA's collapsing, Denver. The, the health care system in Denver this is why a, they want the Senate bill is to hide the migrants in the cities, right? They want all this money to go buy hotel rooms and stuff. They'll probably buy up a bunch of hotels with the Senate bill. Uh, they're not going to get it, but uh, no, you're it was saying the terrible. Senate bill is to cover to codify the invasion and to cover it up and to hide it from the voters. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? They want money to hide the migrants in the cities uh, around the country and in suburbs and in hotels and stuff. They want to keep it out of sight, out of mind. So the voters are thinking about it. They can't have more the International Bridge and Eagle Pass. That's a killer Right, exactly. They don't want stories like this out in front so that voters aren't thinking about it going into the election. Look, it was terrible under Barack Obama when he was president of the United States. It was terrible. It was terrible under Bush. We would would yearn for those days. Right, that's what I'm getting at here. It's it's a hundred Hundred and fifty million times worse right. right now under Joe Biden. Joe Biden screwed it up so much worse. What uh, Jay Johnson said, Obama's guy said, if you had a thousand come across a day, that would be catastrophic for the nation. Remember, he said yes. that. And now they've got a bill that's going to codify if nothing 5, happens a day, nothing happens. There's got to be five thousand right. and one. Right. It's it's terrible. And so again, it's gotten so much worse. But what they're trying to do right now is hide this from the voters going into this election because they know how much of a motivator it is for the American voter because the American voter is watching this. I'll tell you, it's 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 usually one of the top questions I get whenever I'm at, at what anywhere. Do you, what do you mean? Well, if I'm if I'm ever talking to people and they know what I do and uh, and whatnot, people will ask me, you know, about the border. They'll talk about the border. They'll talk about how Biden screwed it up. Uh, I I I was in Massachusetts, my home state, uh, uh, this summer for a couple weeks for a couple different weddings, and I'll tell you, uh, in liberal Massachusetts, it's the only thing anybody's talking about. They've really? got migrants all over the uh, military base in Cape Cod, right? Like. It's everywhere. That old Air Force and, base that's down yeah, there. Yeah, all the, all taken over by migrants. So it's everywhere. In the last two, let's say the last two weeks, you've had the CR that was supposed to be. If you don't shut down the border, we shut down the government. That we had 108 votes in that came very close. Yeah. They needed Democrats. Yeah. Then you had the exit polls that you said in Iowa, but particularly New Hampshire, which yeah. most of the votes there in the bedroom down the south, the yeah. southeast is bedroom communities of, of Boston. Yeah. Number one above the economy was immigration by double digits double digits number one okay then you had the whole supreme court in the invasion down in texas where the federal government's going to cut the wire Mm -hmm. then you've had this the supplemental bill from from uh the senate that's taken our border hostage to get money to ukraine that thing's over the top as you just said it's a cover-up those four major events in the last two weeks all centered around the invasion on the southern border. Yeah, and I think that, again, it's going to become a major political issue here in the state of Nevada. I think the state of Nevada is maybe the likeliest battleground state to flip parties. And by that, oh, wow. I mean— Why do you say by, that? By that's that, big, that's well, from, from people Your that reporting talk, shows that? I, I think so, I, I, and I thought so. I spent election night here in Las Vegas uh, in 2022 uh, because I thought that— it was going to flip, and it was the only state that you Republicans Laxall, won the government. You thought Well, no, I thought Lombardo was going to win, yes, and I thought Laxall would, too. Right. I, and it was really close, yes. right? Like, so it was really, really that close. That was stolen, the old-fashioned way. Yeah, it was a week later, right? Like, so, um, but the fact is, is that the— um, uh, I, I think that Nevada is v- the, be really feeling the brunt of that issue uh, front and center. You see it all the time here, and I hear from people a lot about it uh, around here. So I think Nevada is potentially going to flip. I think that uh, Wisconsin, uh, uh, Michigan, uh, the, there's all sorts of different reasons for different states. But I think that uh, partic- – and by the way, watch Virginia. I think Virginia is in play. Wow. Yeah. Man, this is a Trump guy right here. Trump's obsessed with Virginia. 
I think he's from the Commonwealth. I've been telling him, hey, he needs to go toward the empty factories that Biden killed the Made in America uh, plants uh, in Southwest Virginia. Southwest Virginia. Okay, short commercial break. Remember, birchgold.com slash Bannon, end of the dollar empire, the number one bank analyst in the world, retired on Friday. He said the dollar as a prime reserve currency is dead. Philip Patrick's going to be with us on Wednesday to go through it. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Back with Matt Bowl in a moment. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon here's your host stephen k bannon back to eagle pass texas joseph trimmer joseph my phone's blowing up that first story everybody wants to get to so where do people go specifically i want to make sure they go to your twitter and get all the videos all your undercover work where they go Yes, yeah, so people need to follow studios at speech studios. The first post that on my profile, I retweeted everything you need to know. So that's the undercover video, the involvement on in the NGOs. Uh, we're going to be dropping a whole bunch of financial records. And by this Friday, we're going to be posting a document, a documentary style uh, report that's going to tie it all together for easy consumption. In summary, the Biden administration is running 150 camps for kids here in Texas. 11,000 kids are currently held. Once once the kids leave and they're with the sponsor, HHS will try to call them to follow up. If they call two times and they don't answer, the child is deemed lost. This idea of the missing children, that's it, because two different calls and they are officially lost. Listen, the other thing is if somebody would like to support my reporting, I really need that. I'm an independent journalist. Please go to givesendgo.com slash border security. Givesendgo.com slash border security. Make a donation so I can keep coming over here. Car rental, hotels, all of that stuff, and spy equipment. We are going undercover at these NGOs. I need your help to do that. Thank you, Steve. The new, the new James O'Keefe. Jason, uh, Joseph, thank you so much. Look forward to having you back on tomorrow. What Joseph was telling us during the break, Catholic Charities, the NGOs running the deal down there. So I want to I want to compare and contrast something. Turning Point has done an amazing job. And quite frankly, the RNC should yeah. do this. This is a very sophisticated two days of breaking down exactly what we're up against, the forces. Yeah. I want everybody to go. A great primer for that is your story from the other day. Yes. Five thousand words. And when Bull gets into something, he gets into it. Explain to the audience the apparatus we're up against. Yeah, look, I mean, they're they have millions and millions and millions of dollars, like money. They'll never run out of money. They have thousands and thousands of organizations. They have dozens of organizations in every state in the union. 
all 50 states. Uh, they have, um, uh, so like here in Nevada, they have dozens of organizations in New York, D.C., et cetera. Uh, they have all sorts of different um, uh, different uh, groups uh, out there. Uh, the one thing I would say is, too, I got to give a huge shout out to uh, Jessica Bowman. I met her because of you, actually, because you were out there calling for me to run for Congress. So this is a local conservative. In are, you Northeast for are you running for Congress? I, I, you were trying to get me to run for Congress. I'm not going to do it. Not You're this not year. You're not going to do it. Not this year. Because you so think the president needs too I, much needs I, your I think I need this. to be a Breitbart. And so, because uh, we get to tell these stories throughout the year. But she's a great conservative activist in Northeast Florida um, who uh, I met during that process. And uh, she'd been sending me all of this research that, uh, you know, over the course of the last couple of months during that time frame uh, that that pulled it all together. And what we've got is uh, tax forms, uh, d details about uh, uh, how the organization's funding came together, uh, but also how these people are, the, the, the two founders of Indivisible, uh, you've got Leah Greenberg and Ezra Levin, uh, are the two, uh, they're two former Democrat congressional staffers who founded this group Indivisible, which was the missing piece for the Democrats uh, before the 2016 Indivisible election. Indivisible is the grassroots field they're the army. They're the grassroots field, field army, army. yes. And they, again, thousands of organizations around the country, uh, grassroots groups, uh, they're all, they've all got different structures, 501c3s, c4s, uh, PACs, etc. cetera. Uh, and what they're doing is, um, uh, so uh, the... They literally brag uh, publicly, this Ezra Levin guy, about controlling the message of President Biden. So when you what see you Biden— by, Are you telling me that they're controlling the message coming out of the White House? Yes. So when Biden gave his Valley Forge speech, where he came out and called Trump Hitler and— Right. And, uh, and, and, and MAGA's authoritarian MAGA are a bunch of Nazis. Right. In, the, in, the, in this authoritarianism message, et cetera, this guy's out there cheering it on publicly, saying— uh, that this is how the Democrats win. That message comes from them. If you look at the documents that they put out, they put out this big manifesto that's like uh, 30 pages long or something uh, that's called uh, the, guide to, the Ultimate Guide to Defeating MAGA. And it goes through point by point for for pages and pages. Oh, and by where the way, can, where, can we are, get that, where can we get that guide? It's it's in our story. So if yeah, you go to the story, that's like click. You just click there. You, you click it. and you can who, get it. Who it's published that story? The, the uh, Indivisible, this left wing group that's funded by Soros now. Uh, they, originally, they weren't funded by Soros. Originally, they had money from you know guys like Reed Hoffman uh, in, I think and whatnot. I've heard his name before. In, in, but they uh, right LinkedIn co-founder uh, and the guy who's funding the E. Jean Carroll suit against Trump. Uh, and also Nikki Haley's super PAC. Uh, but the, uh, th in the aftermath of the 2016 election, these guys went around and uh, kind of almost took over the Democrat Party, right? Like you had the Democracy Alliance and Arabella and all these other well, the ones Well, the Democrat Party's really for nothing. A while. It's just an empty apparatus, right? Right. And so you had these D.C. groups and whatnot, but you didn't have the grassroots side of it uh, until now. And now the, these folks are doing things like uh, there, there's another one that we're working on right now um, uh, that uh, they literally had a protest this weekend outside the Heritage Foundation, which has the Project three, 2025. Three, three buses came down from New had, York to protest staffing Trump's. Uh, this is Project 2025. And they have signs that say Project 2025 kills, right? Like, and then they had a guy up there saying they're going to hunt the people that are working on Project 2025 down in their churches and at their homes, right? Like, repeat, and their repeat, family repeat, members repeat, and repeat friends. That, repeat that. They want to hunt them down at their churches and their homes, and not just the people working on it, but friends and family of them as well. That's the, these folks are so. And by the way, this all connects right back to 
indivisible in the Soros money uh, that is going into all of these different things. And so we've got tons and tons more stories that are coming on this. But again, I got to give a shout out, like I said, to Jessica Bowman. She's the one who put the research together and helped us really pull this you, together. You're decided so. because when we talked yeah. that day on the show, my phone blew up right away. They wanted yeah. to run for you've decided you're not going to run for Congress. Correct. I'm not going to run the this movement year. needs you here. I've got to stay at Breitbart because there's so right. few people out there telling the stories about this stuff. Look, maybe one day in the cars uh, that will happen when there's a million more Matt Boyles out there working as a reporter. When are you going to do the next yeah. three hour interview with Trump and give us another 10 or 12 stories? When's that going to be like a quarter? <laughs> We're, working on, it. We're working, working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Look, you're the single yeah. best reporter yeah. covering President Trump. And this is what he tells me all the time. So great job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank working. you, Steve. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, you didn't. Uh, you didn't uh, curl up in the fetal position when Megyn Kelly came after you. <laughs> <laughs> Not mad, but Matt Boyle and Tony Lee. Wow, two hammers. Yeah. Thank you for coming, man. Yeah. Great, Thank great you, to Steve. have you here and great reporting. Um, we're going to be here for the next hour. We're take a short commercial break. Want to make sure Birchgold.com/slash/Bannon. The end of the dollar empire. We've redone the third installment, the debt trap. I put current numbers in it. Remember, we did this just during the debt, uh, the debt ceiling debate uh, back in May when uh, I think it was $31.4 trillion, almost $35 trillion now. Those are the numbers I had to update. Short commercial break. Back for the 6 o'clock hour. Thank you. We're here live in Las Vegas at the Planet Hollywood. We're going to return to the war room in just a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 